Mark Goddard screwed the main event, man. He screwed it so badly. What the hell was that, Mark Goddard? We had potential fight of the year coming for us. They were playing a chess match early on. It was so fun. And then Mark Goddard has to stop it early. Don't tell me that was not an early stoppage. Come on, man. Even the crowd was like, what the hell, man? What the hell was that? Have you seen a Yuri Prohaska fight before? This is a guy who gets knocked out and... He comes back. That's how Yuri Prohaska fights. But Mark Goddard didn't get that memo, apparently. And now Alex Pereira is the new UFC light heavyweight champion, which is really impressive. He's held two belts in two different divisions, which is crazy to me. But let's be honest, man. This is not a defeat for me. No friggin' way. This is a no contest for sure. We can't call this a defeat because of Mark Goddard's huge mistake. It's unanimous. Everyone agrees with this. I know it. Because what the hell was that? Come on. Yeah, it looks like he's out, but then he rolls over really quickly. It's like, come on, man. Mark Goddard stopped that way too early. That was insane. I don't know, but I feel bad for Yuri Prohaska, man. I hope he comes back, and I think he is going to come back good. To be honest, I feel like if they fought in a rematch, he'd win. In that fight, I thought he was winning the fight. First round, Alex was doing good with the leg kicks. But then Yuri, he came back and got that takedown, some ground and pound. And I think he took that round. Second round, Yuri was winning that. He tagged Alex early on and it looked like, oh shit, okay. He could have won for the finish, but he's like, okay, I gotta not get too overzealous here. Maybe he should have won for the finish because look what happened. But see, that's the thing. He gets caught like this. He's got caught like that against Glover, against Dominic Reyes. This is not a defeat, guys. Still undefeated. Put this in the no contest bin because there's no way that's a loss, man. Are you crazy? No way. I called that correctly. Mark Goddard screwed everything up. And maybe the UFC paid Mark Goddard. They're like, okay, if you see Yuri look like he's out, he's probably not out. He's going to try to get back up, but just call the fight because we want to set up Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya 3 for the light heavyweight championship. Of course they want to do that because I'm excited for that fight now. I think this was the one saving grace. I feel bad for Alex Pereira because what an accomplishment he has done to win two belts in two different divisions. But the celebration wasn't there because people were like, this is an early stoppage. What the hell? It sucked, man. It, it didn't feel like a true win. Even though he caught him, he did good, but it wasn't... It wasn't a true finish, man. But back to Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira 3, this time at light heavyweight. This has to be the next fight for both men. It makes sense. It would be huge. And that's why the UFC paid Mark Goddard call this fight early, prematurely. That's the only explanation, man. Now, co-main event. Listen, when I did my co-main event body language breakdown, I gave 30%. I'm going to be for real. Because I wanted to put all my energy into the main event, like I always do. That's why I don't do multiple fights on a body breakdown video. Honestly, I considered this more as a special, like a Christmas special, because the holidays are coming soon. So I said, okay, why not give them two? But I already knew going into it, I'm going to predict the co-main event first. I'm not going to put my full energy into it. Tom Aspinall is great. I already know that. I'm not going to try to forge something here. You know, let's just, let's give them a treat. It's the holidays. So I just kind of did a quick breeze through it just to have fun. Sort of like an NBA All-Star game. The players are not giving their full 100% because they're having fun. They want to entertain. That's what I wanted to do for you guys. I just wanted to give you guys one just for the sake of giving you guys one. But I didn't really care if it was right or wrong because I don't really put my full energy into 
the co-main event picks or any secondary fight. All my energy is going to be going to the main event always. And especially for this main event, because it was very close. And I was right about that main event. Mark Goddard, you blame him. But for Tom Aspinall versus Sergei Pavlovich, I just said, whoever wins, it's fine with me. I'm not really too concerned. This is a gift to you guys. So when I saw this result of Tom Aspinall knocking out Sergey in the first round, I was like, okay, I'm not really too concerned about that. I'm concerned about the main event, which I was pretty much right for because like I said, Yuri was winning that fight before Mark Goddard's mistake. But for the co-main event, Tom Aspinall, man, did a great job. And his speed was the difference in this fight for sure. He threw some leg kicks. He was moving around a lot. It was hard for Sergey to try to catch him he caught him once sergey caught tom at one point but he was unable to capitalize and then tom comes back rock sergey who was rushing in and then that's it it only takes one shot in the heavyweight and light heavyweight divisions man like this fight the light heavyweight division it just took one shot so this was a great performance by tom and i gotta admit i was probably happier seeing him win it because of his reaction afterwards he was crying he gave the belt to his dad we weren't gonna see that with sergey pavlovich so i was happy tom aspinall was the one who won the belt just for this reason alone and you know i'm excited for his future for sure is he going to be fighting john jones and will he beat john jones i don't know man that's a really hard thing to say because his movement for a heavyweight is scary and then when you mix that with his power i think that's dangerous for john but at the same time john is dangerous as well and i don't know man i would love to see that fight but i don't think john will be taking it and i don't even blame him for not taking it i think it makes sense that he fights Sipe and then calls it a career because there's really nothing left for him to prove at this point. Retires, makes that interim belt that Tom has into the undisputed belt. Everyone's happy in my opinion. Of course, I would like to see Tom Aspinall versus John Jones, but John doesn't need that. Anyways, great win for Tom Aspinall. Now let's talk about the disastrous striking from Mackenzie Dern in this fight against Jessica Andrade, man. What the hell was that? At some points, I was like, oh my god, this is worse than Ronda. She threw a strike like this at one point, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, you just did that in the UFC fight. Even the commentary team were making fun of her. Joe was making fun of her. Dean Thomas, oh my god, he roasted her so badly, man. And rightfully so. That was disastrous. And honestly, I feel embarrassed for picking Mackenzie Dern. I'm not even gonna lie, because I saw this in my head but i'm like nah you know what maybe she improved a little bit more and she'll be okay against jessica but man she was unable to bring the fight down and on the feet against a really good striker like jessica she had no answers and she looked like an amateur in there and it's crazy i thought she improved but man that fight oh my god that was really bad and i feel bad because i wanted to see Mackenzie dern climb up the rankings but jessica andrage got this win beautiful knockout it was crazy because at one point jessica was rushing forward and then she gets caught and then it looks like oh shit Mackenzie's gonna somehow get a knockout in this fight but then Mackenzie rushed in too much she got caught and then she went down gets up goes down again and at that point she was like trying to like roll or whatever and try to get something happening on the ground but it's like you got knocked down four times in this round man that was bad that was so bad but i'm happy that jessica andrage is back in the win column because you know she's good i like her around i think she's a very exciting striker now benoit saint denis versus matt frivola oh my god man i had no idea who benoit saint denis was before this i'm not even gonna lie people in my chats were saying oh he's really good like in his last fight he looked great this guy 
he's going to be a contender, man. No chance that he's not going to be a contender. Does that make sense? Like, this guy, man, his entire demeanor from his fighting to his speaking, it's like, man, I'm scared of this guy. This guy is a serious problem in the lightweight division, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I hope he does get to a shot at the title and fights Islam, man. One day, obviously, it's too premature to be saying that right now, but he looked so good in this fight against Matt Frivola. And that's hard to do against someone like Matt Frivola, man. Because he was coming in hot into this fight. Three fight win streak, all knockouts. The last one against Drew Dober, it was like, okay, maybe Matt Frivola is going to get something going here. But Benoit Saint-Denis, man, he took all of that shine that Frivola had, made it his own tonight. It was crazy. And then the post-fight interview was really good as well. I'm excited for this guy. Who should he fight next? He said Matosh Gamrot, which I like. I think that's a good option. Matosh Gamrot. Faziev, that would be a very fun fight. Give him a striker, man. Faziev would be sick. It's funny because in his post-fight interview, <laughs> the UFC like put a screen of Gaethje's face on there. And it's like, bro, what? I, I bet Dana didn't plan that. And someone else did. And he was like, what the hell, man? I would have been pissed. I'm not even going to lie. I don't know why they did that. But I don't think that fight should be made right now. That's too soon, in my opinion. But yeah, Metalish Gamrot, Faziev, those would be good names. Sarukian, but I want to see Sarukian climb up now. I feel like a fight with Sarukian and Benoit Saint-Denis would be sick, though. Oh, man. So excited for this guy. I feel like we have a true contender on our hands in the lightweight division now, and it's exciting to see. And now Diego Lopez. Oh, my God, man. This guy, I think he's the real deal for sure. Debut gives Movsar Vivloyev a tough fight. Second fight, beautiful triangle. And this fight, man. First round knockout, it was nasty. Like, this guy... He has it, man. And I'm excited to see him too. I feel like he's going to be a, a new contender in this featherweight division, which is exciting to see, man. We saw like two true contenders rise out tonight. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen next for both Benoit and Diego Lopez. In the prelims, there were some other fights too. I'm not going to lie. I didn't pay attention to all of them. But the moments that I did glimpse at, I did enjoy. But the fight that I enjoyed from the prelims the most for sure was Lupi Godinez versus Tabitha Ritchie. Mackenzie Dern, this is how you strike, man. Yo, Lupi Godinez, her striking has improved so much since she entered the UFC. When she came into the UFC, she was strictly a wrestler trying to bring the fight down and she didn't really have much of a stand-up. Right now, man, oh my god, her stand-up in this fight against Tabitha Ritchie, who's a really tough fight, man. She was number 10 heading into this fight and Lupi was 13, so... Man, Loopy was lighting her up quite a bit. Tabitha had her moments, though. She knocked her down a couple of times, and those were some nice knockdowns. But overall, Loopy was controlling the stand-up. It was beautiful to see because this is a girl who usually tries to bring the fight down. And today, she proved that she is going to be one of the toughest fighters to fight at strawweight when it comes to striking and wrestling now. I feel like she's completing her whole game. Canada is on the map now. I feel like she's going to be a true contender from Canada, and I'm excited for that. And good job, Loopy. Great performance. Now, how do I rate this card? And I'm just going to be talking about the pay-per-view portion. Diego Lopez was fun. Benoit Saint-Denis was also very fun. <laughs> Darren was kind of entertaining, I'm not going to lie. Pavlovich and Tom was pretty sick as well. This main event was kind of disappointing because of the early stoppage. I'm not going to lie. It's the facts. So four out of five really good fights. And the fifth fight was so good until Mark Goddard messed it up. 
So I guess I'll give this a 9 out of 10. Is that fair? I feel like it's too high. Maybe 8.5 out of 10. But I'm going to lean towards 9 more. So 9 out of 10.